This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats with Sally Musa, only on Pulse 95. Philip Harding is the co-founder of Impact Junkie, an organization that inspires and empowers entrepreneurs and investors around the world. Philip's life intertwines social entrepreneurship, innovation, ministry and youth participation from the start. He was previously a senior advisor at the Pentagon and White House and was co-founder of The Great Pitch, which has awarded over $16 million for innovative ideas to improve government digital services. And while serving as the university-wide student body president at Harvard University, he played a key role in the Harvard Innovation Lab, where he is currently a mentor and teaches innovation and social entrepreneurship at Johns Hopkins University. He's been asked by the US State Department, along with international universities and companies, to develop and deliver innovative training programs and currently training aspiring entrepreneurs while traveling the world to foster startup initiatives. And of course, he is a speaker at this year's Women's Economic Empowerment Global Summit. Philip Harding, welcome to Life Beats. Thank you. It's wonderful to be here. So good to have you. Now, uh, tell us a little bit about your story. There is so much to unpack there. Um, But talk to us a little bit about where your entrepreneurial drive comes from. Yeah, it's really rooted in this idea. What we say with Impact Junkie is we're a network of entrepreneurs and investors hooked on solving the biggest, hairiest, most audacious problems, the BHAG, right? And so we're driven by this deeper purpose. It's not just about making money, it's Mm. about making a difference and about changing lives by thinking like an entrepreneur. And uh, being an entrepreneur is not just about uh, starting a business, not just about making money, which it includes that, and that's part of the sustainability, but it's more about solving problems. And so by thinking like an entrepreneur, you go through the world a little bothered by things around you of this sort of, this could be better. We need to fix that. And so when you see these big problems in the world, all around the world, uh, and we could go from clean water, access to education, sanitation, um, on and on and on. We could, we could go through the list in the United States, um, suicides, you know, um, dozens and dozens every day um, are ending their life. And um, when you see these problems as an entrepreneur, you think, how can we solve this? How can we fix this? And so what we're focused on is, is bringing a, a, a framework and, and a plan to put these, turn these ideas into action. Well, okay. So this is really interesting. How did you come up with Impact Junkie? Where was the idea born? Well, I think it's been sort of a lifetime journey of, um, as you mentioned, uh, uh, background in ministry and, and service and, and, and how do we help people around us and entrepreneurships from a young age. And um, then the co-founder of Impact Junkie, um, who we call the gold standard, he's more advanced, uh, more senior in, in life, and we call him the gold standard for all the things he's done. And um, uh, I was doing great, you know, in the, this career path, which, you know, many people find themselves sort of in this, these golden handcuffs, if you will, of I'm, you know, I've got the career, I've got the, this path that I'm on. So what were you um, doing before? So with I, the golden well, handcuffs, I, I was doing great. I was uh, so I'd finished at Harvard, as you mentioned, and, yeah. and uh, finished my undergrad and graduate, and 
uh, was uh, awarded a presidential fellowship to work in government. And so we were doing really cool, innovative projects, but I felt that there was more. And so when this co-founder, he came along and he started water endowments for water wells and, and adoption, international adoption, I said, I want to do that. I want to do that. And that's something we still see with people with that, that find out about impact junkies. They say, I want to do that. I want to be a part of solving that. How do I do that? How do I do that? Um, and so that was that was sort of this journey of of realizing. So when I was I was working in the Pentagon, working in the White House, and it was really rewarding work. But I did start wanting to sort of carve out a place for myself in this bureaucracy and get the comfortable salary and the benefits. And um, but I felt that there was more. Sounds and like the story of many. I, I think, and and it and that's been the beauty of it is it's resonated now with thousands around the globe that say, "I want to do more," and this is what we do more with what you've been given, and you realize all the experience, the knowledge, the background, the relationships, um, and the experience is both good and bad. We have some who've had very painful experiences, death, and uh, um, unbelievable things that they've dealt with that they can use. It's a gift to help others. Um, and so that's that's really where we're at is, is helping people unlock those opportunities to change lives in their world. Okay, so th- this is all exciting and wonderful and interesting. Okay, let's kind of break it all down okay. of how exactly does it work? Okay, so f- first of all, what are the problems that you're you're trying to solve here? You know, mm-hmm. who are the people that you're trying to help it mm-hmm. help here? So I think it's a, it's a different journey for every person. Mm. So I'm actually about to go right back over to the WEGS conference in, in an hour. I'll be on the stage and we actually have pillowcases for every participant and every woman's going to hold up their pillowcase and write their dream. And uh, we're going to work through the chapters of their life and their story. And you look back and you see this is, I went through this, I went through that. And this is, this is what I meant to solve. And then looking into your future, what are your dreams? And we say connecting your passion, purpose, and calling. So everyone has their own. It's helping unlock that uh, inside of you. So I know you have a, you said, I'm living my dream right now, I'm so passionate, but there's so many who aren't, um, who are stuck in this career path and they, we have these sort of jumping ceremonies where they sort of make this jump out of this career or they're stuck in a rut, they may feel that. Um, I'm stuck in this commute every day, what am I doing? And I feel like there's something bigger calling me. And how do I? So, so that's where we, we start. So I think it's it's specific to every individual. And then we have a network of thousands of unpacked junkies around the globe. So you can actually join. We do these online meetups because we're, we say we're all cr- think we're crazy enough to change the world. So you need other crazy people. And especially in the entrepreneurial space, when you're trying to start something, as we just were talking about here, it can be feel very lonely and it can be very discouraging and it can be very hard. So you need a network of support. Uh, and so we have folks from Central America, from Guatemala to the U.S. to here in, in UAE that are working together to help encourage each other, say, you can do this. And then along with that, we also have an investment fund that we're really, we help invest um, in these opportunities as well to help scale. And then we have training and support, as you mentioned, um, a variety of programs to actually work with universities and work with individuals to help them move forward on this path. Amazing. We're going to come back in just a moment to, with Philip Harding. And, and talk about some of the stories of, of people that you have been able to help around the world. Absolutely. Some of the projects that Impact Junkie has made an impact with. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. So much more to come here on Life Beats on Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Life Beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95.
We are back with the co-founder of Impact Junkie and Philip Harding is here. I want to ask you, Philip, how on earth you kind of, you're constantly traveling the world um, and you're going from places like the jungle to refugee camps to helping Syrian refugees, launching cookbooks, teaching entrepreneurial classes to Mayan Indians. You know, this is amazing what you do. To Sharjah, enjoying this. Karak tea. This <laughs> like tea is amazing. Karak chai. You've got to oh, say it right. Karak chai. Karak chai. Karak chai. That's the proper word for tea. See, I'm still getting it. Yes. This is whatever it is, I love it. Give me more. It's amazing. Brilliant. But, you know, so, so th- lots of different projects that happen around the world with uh, you and Impact Junkie as well. So, so talk to us about some of your favorite moments, you know, and your favorite projects that you've worked on. Yeah. So we say one of our mottos is love people, go places, change lives. And if you love people, you need to go where they are, understand, go in with empathy, try to understand what the needs are before bringing solutions that are that could actually hurt the people you say you love. And so that has taken us on a lot of adventures, as you said earlier, around the world into very unique places. Um, and we're, we've got projects, um, very large projects, multi-million dollar resort developments that we're converting into um, uh, workforce innovation centers in Central America. We're also working, um, we've also, as you mentioned, refugee camps, working with individuals. Um, so one story, there's this beautiful story um, with a woman who names Widad. And um, we met her in Athens, Greece, um, through a mutual relationships um, and through a refugee camp. We got the opportunity to go to her house for dinner. And it was this beautiful night where she made it, she worked for two days. Um, they had moved from one of the refugee camps to a one room um, house, uh, it was like a studio. And she made this amazing authentic Syrian meal for us. And we ate and ate and ate. and she shared her story her husband was killed in the crossfire in the in the fighting in the war um and was separated from two her two daughters and she and her 12 year old son were one of those stories you read about or saw in the news of the rafts coming across and um it was um and it was just her and her 12 year old son and their cat that's all they had she was a school teacher her husband was a businessman so in this context you think how can you find any opportunity here, right? This is purely just a charity case. We just need, you know, there's nothing. How can you think like an entrepreneur in this kind of environment? And we started enjoying this food and talking with her. And we said, what if we made a cooking show with you? Um, and she said, that would be great. We said, well, what if we started with something a little smaller? What if we just did a cookbook? We could start with a cookbook. Um, you write out the recipes in Arabic. We can translate it as have it in English and share your story and bring more awareness to the story. And she said, that's wonderful. And so that's been a beautiful journey. And that night while we ate, she said, um, she, every time there was a little empty spot on our plate, she would, of course, grab the spoon and just continue to put more food. <laughs> and we said, oh, we're so full. We're so full and we can't have any more. And she said, we said, we just love you and we just want to hear your story. And she said, if you love me, you eat. And so she continued scooping food on our plates. And so that's the title of the cookbook. If you love me, you eat. And it's based on that night, starting from that night. And so now she's got this cookbook online and we have impact junkies around the world who are actually making the recipes. So it has 12 different recipes and it started with a Syrian coconut cake. 
So the Impic junkies are making these recipes uh, from the United States. We have. I want the recipes. Yeah. Yes, we sh- sh- we'll share. We're going to have. Yeah, absolutely. We're have to share that. Absolutely. I need so to get onto that. So that's just one story, and and it's by going in, love, listen, learning. It's a beautiful opportunity, and coming in with this entrepreneurial approach to think how can we come at this from a different angle instead of just giving charity and thinking, um, you know, and creating um, dependency. How can we empower people? And we, we use this this phrase, you know, you've heard the, the phrase, if you give a man or a woman a fish, uh, they'll eat for a day, you teach them how to fish, they'll eat for a lifetime. We say that's great, but let's not stop there. What if we could invest and empower the man or the woman and not just teach them how to fish, but invest in them, help them buy the lake, start selling fishing licenses to the community, um, start a start a chain of fishing restaurants. Start a network of fishers in the in their country to influence national policy, and 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 continue on and on. So instead of once you teach them to fish and then the lake runs out of fish, then you have to get another grant. How can we think more like entrepreneurs to bring more sustainable change and empower those we love? That's incredible. Um, it, you know, the, there's a lot of kind of questions there around that. So, you know, give us an example of, of when you go into a community. Mm-hmm you know, what the process is like. How long How long are you even there, you know, spending mm-hmm. that time? Because you said, you know, you need to listen, love, love listen, listen, learn. learn. Yes. Um, and, and some people might be listening to this and thinking, well, you know, you come from a place of privilege. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, when you come to a community that is completely unlike anything that you come from, mm-hmm. there may be barriers there. There may be challenges there. Mm-hmm. So how do you deal with all of that? Well, f- first, we don't go anywhere. We're not invited or welcome, of course, and we, we try to be very sensitive to that. And, um, uh, you know, that, that's one of those, how did I end up in the jungle and our team, you know, doing entrepreneur workshops in southern Belize with Mayan Indians who's very different culture. Um, and it's been a couple of years process of building trust, going multiple times. And um, it's a longer story, but the short version is, we went in originally, they said, we would love to do chicken farms. Will you help invest in us so we can do chicken farms? And so we said, okay. Um, so long story short, we've, we've done a lot of different, there's another woman, her name is um, Elfinia, who has made these wristbands. Um, and it's based on an ancient Mayan weaving technique. And we said, would we, could we help you sell these on, open up to a new market? And she said, I would love that. I've been trying, I haven't been able to figure out how to sell these. And so we put it up to our members, it sold out. We had back orders. Then we went back six months later and there she had recruited women from all the various villages across the country that were also making these bands and there were bands everywhere and so you see like okay it's starting to scale it's starting to um, make an impact and so it continues to open more opportunities and more opportunities um, but absolutely it's going in loveless and learning with empathy trying to put yourself in their shoes before forcing solutions onto people that aren't not going to be the right long-term solution. And so then after, you know, all of that happens, um, how do you measure the impact then? Mm -hmm. Do you go back after, you know, these uh, entrepreneurial classes have been done and and all of this has been put in place? How do you come back? How do you measure it? How do people who are investing in you know that it actually works? I think that's a great, and that's, I'm so glad you brought up that question because in the impact space, that is such an important, and I think that's a different, uh, that's a differentiator between going in, thinking like an entrepreneur. Um, I've had people who say, are you making money off of poor people? And we said, no, we're treating them with dignity and respect, like an entrepreneur rather than a beggar. Mm -hmm. I said, oh, that totally changes the way I think about the world and, and what you're doing. Um, but when you, 
it can be easy when you just do charity and just give. Um, and there are cases where there's an emergency and you just need charity because it's an emergency situation. Um, but it's it, it's easy just to give and not care about what are the results. Yeah. And so when we go in with a disciplined approach, we, we both look at what is the financial return and there and also the impact return. So it's different based on every project, like how many jobs were created in this space? Um, what was the, the impact in some of the, in, so in Central America, immigration, irregular immigration is a big issue right now. So we're measuring the impact we're having in that space. Um, there's every project is going to be different but it, it is definitely being disciplined and measuring both the financial as well as the impact returns and when you're looking at the impact returns um you know we're familiar with it with the kind of the financial returns and what goes into that but when you're looking at the impact returns what are you looking at specifically there uh, well like i said it, it base it's different based on every project depends on each yeah one. but it's like hey we're going to go in and we're going to this area this this city we're going to work to create 400 new jobs you know, that sort of a, a metric. Mm -hmm. And so having that set going in and being disciplined about that. So every project's gonna have a, a different sort of a measurement for what success looks like. But well, having that from the outset is important. We're going to come back in just a moment with uh, Philip Harding and talk about the $28 trillion opportunity for women and why WEGS is happening right now, why you should be part of it. And, and Philip is definitely part of it Absolutely. today and tomorrow. There's so much going on. Lots more to come here on Life Beats on Pulse95. You're listening to Pulse95. Life Beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse95. Welcome back to Life Feeds on Pulse95. And Philip Harding, the co-founder of Impact Junkie, is here. Uh, there's so much to talk about, particularly in the lead-up to the Women's Economic Empowerment Global Summit. It is happening today as we speak right now. Philip, after this show, is going to be heading off there to Al Jawahar Reception right and <laughs> Convention Center. Uh, you've got a session today and tomorrow, and we're going to be going into all of that. But Philip, talk to us about this $28 trillion opportunity for women. Yeah, when you look at the website, uh, on NAMA's website, or we, it's also in there. It's, it's a pretty powerful statistic that if women were equally as powered as men in the world, the global GDP would go up by $28 trillion, something to that effect. Yeah. That's a big number. Um, and you look at the small percentage of women-founded um, companies in the UAE, it's something like 1%, according exactly. to the statistics. And there's so much opportunity there. And um, it's really wonderful to work with NAMA. And um, originally was invited through the U.S. State Department um, to come and, and speak. And I've visited four of the seven Emirates. I, I still have more to go. But um, that led to a beautiful meeting with NAMA and Reem, who's been on the show Her as Excellency, well. Reem yes, Bin Karam, yes. Absolutely. And um, they laid out their heart for... We're trying to figure out, we want to do more impact and, and, and tied into business. And she was very adamant. I, I, we just hit it off immediately in our first meeting and the team. And um, we were discussing different ideas and said, okay, but, but again, like, tell us how we can do this. Tell us about Impact Junkie, how we can bring impact to business. And um, it's beautiful to see that. And so that's led to being, the, being fortunate enough to be a part of this beautiful event. Um, working with the, the Sharjah uh, Women's Business Council and and um, and other great partners here, and um, we've got sessions on impact investing, how to pitch your business for impact, how to um, connect your story, and this is one of the, the the big things we focus on 
um, with Impact Junkies, connecting your story, your passion, purpose, and calling to what you're meant to do, because we have a session on that as well. A lot of people might say, well, I don't really know what my purpose is. Mm -hmm. I don't really think I have a story. Mm -hmm. I don't really think I can make a difference in the world. So what would you say to those people? I've heard that so many times. <laughs> That's a beautiful question. Uh, it's a, it's, um, it's, people don't realize what they've been given. We say do more with what you've been given. I've sat down in, um, with a, a former widow who her husband was killed in the military and she said almost exactly what you just said. She said, I don't think I have anything to share with others. And um, they said, you don't realize how beautiful, what a gift you have to share with others. And now she's helping thousands of widows um, across the United States um, cope with the same loss and um, it's beautiful. Um, and, and so by looking back at your story, we, when we're doing an exercise on this in this session, <laughs> about 30 minutes, <clears throat> is focusing on the chapters of your life and you look back and you connect the dots. It doesn't make sense when you're in it. It's really hard to try to understand when you're in it. And so we have the way life was set up, right? We, we can't really see the future but we can definitely see the past. And so you look back and you realize your heart has been guiding you all along if you just stop and listen. And uh, that sounds a little fuzzy and, and soft, but it's so true. It's, it's taking time to reflect on the, the experiences you've gone through in your life. Um, and it, that's what I mentioned earlier, these jumping ceremonies. At a recent event, we had an adult-sized ball pit which is sort of an analogy for making that jump in your life. And it feels like getting up on the side of the ball pit, it was really, it's really scary and it's a little bit uncomfortable, but you feel like drawn to it. Like, I want to do this, but I don't know. What are other people going to think? They're going to judge me. I'm afraid. What and if I you, fail? You, what if I fail? And then you fall and jump in and it's so relaxing and comfortable. It's therapeutic. It, it, all the weight is relieved and you think, why didn't I do this sooner? And so once you do connect that passion purpose, that we have a, a process we go through and, and we're gonna be doing a, a portion of it today in the session, but it, it's, it's helping sort of pull those out, pull those experiences out from your life and then turning that into, it just sets you on fire. And say, this is what I'm meant to do. This is what I'm meant to solve. And you wake up every day, it, it sounds maybe a little soft and cheesy, but it's true. You wake up every day feeling, I can't believe I get to do this every day. Instead of, oh, I can't wait till the weekend so I get another day off. It's, oh, it's the weekend already? I have so much I want to keep doing. Right. I can't believe it's the weekend. So it completely changes your whole life. And, and we've seen that over and over and over. That's sort of a, a repeating. These jumping ceremonies we have with Impact Junk, it, it wasn't, we didn't intend to start it this way, but it's become a thing where so many have either quit their jobs or changed their career choice because they realize, what I've been going is not what I was meant to do, not what I was created to do, and, and I need to change that and alter my path. And it's been a beautiful, it's just the most beautiful thing to watch that unfold. And it, it is one thing, you know, to, to find your purpose, but to, in entrepreneurship, there are challenges. Mm -hmm. Entrepreneurship can be one of the, the loneliest positions to be in mm -hmm. you know when you're building something up when you're starting something up and and the no's yes. <laughs> that you hear the challenges that you face particularly as women mm -hmm. we had Nawal al-Masri on before you just now talking about her particular challenges it was incredibly powerful mm. so you know your advice to those who are afraid for those reasons mm -hmm to go into their passion and to make it their own business. What would be your advice to them? 
my advice is there is no option. You have to make sure if you're going into business, if you're going to do this, because it can be so lonely, so hard, um, you have to make sure it's rooted in this is and you feel this is what I meant to do. Because when those dark days come, when those hard times come, it's going to be easy to quit. It's going to be easy to jump off the wagon to say I was wrong. They were right. I could never do this. What was I thinking? And everybody has those moments. And it's easy just to quit. It's easy to give up. Um, and and there's a lot we can talk about with the concept of failure. And is it really failure or is it just learning? We l Being able to be confident in saying I'm learning and I'm going to make some mistakes. I'm going to learn. Um, and, and, and when we talk about empathy and we go through this entrepreneurial journey, it's about understanding who you're trying to help and making sure you're inside of their head, do empathy mapping, these different exercises to understand who it is you're trying to help and, 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 and understand the problem. Um, but all that needs to be rooted in something deep. We always start with you. So we have this journey where we go around, you love people, go places, change lives. And before you can start something, before you, before you launch something, it's, it's the third step. It's way far away. Before that, you need to understand what were you meant to do? Why, why, what fires you up, right? Everyone has that uniquely. And I've been so many sessions, I teach this at universities where they say, I don't know what my thing is, I don't know. And they stress out and it's, it's stressful. And then by the end of the semester or by the end of the course, they're like, I, this is what I'm meant to do, I totally get it. But you have to start there. Then going into empathy and understanding who you're trying to serve, who you're trying to help, digging into the problem more before you actually launch something. So my advice is you have to, if you're going to go on this path, um, it's not just a decision you wake up, you know, it's like, I'm going to do this thing. You, you, it needs to be rooted in something deeper in your life and mm. in your in your story. I, I just love <laughs> what you highlighted, that, that, that importance of reflection and listening to what moves you deep inside is so, so important. We, we talked a little bit about your session that you are doing today, uh, but just give us a little bit of a taster of uh, what people have in store from you tomorrow as well. It would be brilliant to see that because of course the, the event is taking place today and tomorrow, it does start today at Al Jawaha Reception and Convention Center. Yes. Yeah, and you're gonna be kicking off the proceedings tomorrow yes so tomorrow we're we're kicking off with impact is what they said they wanted kicking off with impact so we're going to do that <clears throat> excuse me the uh one of the things we're focusing on throughout all the sessions so there's a lot of interactive workshops this year um weeks to uh, 2017 to going into 2019 they said we want interactive workshops we want uh, we don't want to just be setting listening to boring yep. panels we want the participants to be engaging and listening, and, and, and so we've been helping with some of that and ensuring it's all rooted in your story. So every woman, we have passports, so every woman is filling out, uh, they go on uh, online and they're sharing their story, they're sharing their journey, and it's being shared on giant displays throughout the event, and it's, it's beautiful to see the, the data um, displayed from each and every one of the participants' combined stories. You get to see yes, everybody you get to who's see there. Yes, that's amazing. Yes. So it's it's being again as we were just talking about being rooted in your story. So there's m multiple sessions and it's it's pulling out your personal journey. So that's a session in just a little bit that we'll be um, leading and then carrying that on through. It's like okay, now that you've figured out what that is, um, now how do you turn that into action? And so that's this sort of repeating theme. 
And again, you see it throughout all the workshops is this concept of impact and doing something more. Um, economic empowerment, it's not just, okay, I make, women make a bunch of money. It's women are making a big difference in the world. This is amazing. And as well as that, you've got a session at 11 a.m. tomorrow, which you are moderating Youth Insights from Future Disruptors. Um, and that is going to be highlighting young change makers and the Absolutely. impact that they have in the local and global community. Ama- so we have three amazing young ladies who are on that panel. I'm so excited. Um, we have a poet. Uh, a nuclear engineer yes and uh an artist and a uh, finance guru who are all joining us and it's a beautiful all emirati and um wonderful stories that we're going to dig into i cannot wait for that yeah. i cannot wait for today's sessions tomorrow's sessions we have to let you go but philip harding what an absolute pleasure it is to have you an here to be with, with us in Sharjah. This is all part of the Women's Economic Empowerment Global Summit happening today and tomorrow at Al Jawaha Reception and Convention Center. Thank you. We're excited to, to follow what's happening. Thank with you. Impact I hope to Junkie see you there. Well. If you're not there already, <laughs> I hope to see you there tomorrow. <laughs> so come on down. There are still some there's some space. It's they sold out, so it's been registration has been closed. But you can come walk in. They said fantastic um, and try to get in. So hope to see you there. That's it for us here on Life Beats. We're going to be back with you again tomorrow morning from 10 a.m. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 10 a.m.